Hello and welcome to the Add a Zero Business Podcast. We've made it our mission to inform, educate and inspire one million business owners to add a zero to their personal disposable income so you can buy the home of your dreams, enjoy extensive exotic holidays with your family and fall back in love with your business by the lifestyle and freedom it now rewards you with. I'm Jay Allen, your host, and this is a special guest edition. So, you're a business owner dedicated to the significant and sustainable growth of both you and your business. Welcome to the Add a Zero podcast. As part of our missions to help you to significantly and sustainably scale both you and your business, in this episode, we shall be delving into the field of marketing management we'll uncover why most people are doing the right thing, but in the wrong order. Why you're measuring the wrong ROIs within your marketing and the six M's of effective marketing management. Today's Add a Zero special guest. So today we have a special guest, Amanda Daniels-Allen, the marketing architect from Cougar. Amanda, maybe you'd be kind enough to be able to start by telling our listeners a little bit about who is Amanda, what is Cougar, how did you become to be one and the same? Well, thank you very much for having me, number one. Um, Yes, my name is Amanda. I am the founder and head marketing architect of Cougar. Cougar is a marketing integration company. So what that means is a lot of people have marketing they do marketing they've got a website they do email marketing they're on some sort of social media platform whether it's all of them or one or two of them they've got networking events that they go to they've got printed literature like business cards and brochures that they have maybe even a book Um, a lot of my clients have lots and lots of different things so they're doing the marketing the problem is is that they're not getting clients so They have three problems. They struggle with getting in front of the right people. They struggle with the message and they struggle with knowing where to start with marketing because marketing is actually quite scary and quite frustrating and also annoying. I think Um, many people that I've spoken to whilst working in this industry, which is now over 22 years, um, they tell me how annoying, frustrating and scary marketing is because it's not their background. So how I started was I started as a graphic designer back in the day. uh, And then I found this intense course um, called Learn How to Build the Internet. And this was in 1997. So I qualified as a graphic designer and I worked for another company for a little while. And then I thought, you know, I like the look of this course. So I went on this course and they taught you how to um, write HTML, CSS, Flash, JavaScript, Director, And that was where you put a CD into a computer and it automatically started up and coding for all of that kind of stuff. So it was a nine month intensive course that I went on. And at the end of it, they actually asked six of us out of 60 to teach the next cohort because the Internet was going to be the newest thing. Wow. Yeah. So I was one of six. So I worked part time uh, as a demonstrator and teaching, you know, the next cohort of people. And then... I worked part-time in the company uh, as a web designer. So the first websites I built were Liverpool Football Club and Telewest, for those who are old enough to remember. Um, And I've been working with many different types of people like PC World, Gadget Masters, um, Argos, Wedgwood, HSBC, Tesco's. I've built some of the the largest websites in the UK, um, if not the world. And I started back when it was, you know... Back in the day. Yeah, back in the day. Yeah, when it was all abacuses and that type of stuff. All this this Ouija board stuff (laughs) for people that just don't understand whatever it is and and how things have evolved since then. Um, So so that was working in a big corporate and an agency and the likes. So so what what led you to be able to... To set up Cougar, I mean, um, um, and you know, for, for what you do now, is, is it still an agency that looks after big corporates like Tesco's? Or No, so um, the reason why I started my business was because 
they wanted me to become a programmer. So I was learning Java, I was learning C++, more JavaScript, high-end JavaScript because of the websites that we were building. And I really started to dislike my job. Coding was fine. I could pick it up. I could learn it. But, you know, I'm a graphic designer. I like to, cre to create things. I liked finding out what clients... Um, requirements were i like gathering their requirements to make sure that we were on point because these websites were very expensive so what i realized was i was coming further and further away from what i actually really enjoyed um, apart from one aspect of my job which was user usability and how do you get people to a website through the website seeing all the bits and pieces that they need to see to make the decision that was my favorite part it was like it's called customer journey um, or UX in uh, code speak uh, and that was one of my favorite parts is how do you get people on there and then get them to the end which is actually buying from you so when I set up my company it was because it, number one out of boredom I wanted to have something that was a little bit more creative but also there was a lot of my friends um, parents who ha had their own companies hotels and cafes and things like that they, they heard of websites and they wanted to have their own but there were so many companies charging thousands and thousands of pounds for really poor websites. So when I set my company up, I set it up with the intention of delivering websites that showed off a company's best parts. And the reason was because most of these companies out there were building websites. Yes, they were. They weren't building them as high end as, as we were, which is fine. But actually, they weren't they weren't showing the companies off as well as they deserved. They weren't showing off the best aspects. There was no customer journey in there. The design was awful. Um, and I just wanted to 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 show the companies off in the best way, because if this is the newest technology and the newest way of us marketing. You know, you want to be seen in the best light, don't you? Not in where people can't find your images or anything. So Absolutely. There's two things that you've said there, and, and a couple of things that I know of you, having heard you speak before, um, that I just want to quickly really pick up on, because it's I think there's some real golden nuggets in what you've shared already so far today, that I'm sure our listeners are frantically scribbling notes as we speak. But one of the things that you said is, is getting to the end so they make the sale. And yet there are so many people that perceive marketing as sales, and, it, and it's not. I, I, I recall one of the things that you said when I first heard, one of the first times I heard you speak that said, marketing doesn't get you sales. And all of a sudden it was that you could almost see this ripple effect of people's aghast in the audience. Just talk, just talk me through that for the people that don't necessarily understand the differences between marketing and sales, because so many people seem to tie the two together. Mm. So marketing and sales are two separate things completely. People mix them up because they don't really know what marketing is um, and my role is really to show people that marketing isn't sales sales comes after um, marketing is the introducer so let's say for example you walk into a room and you go to somebody and say who could you i'm looking to speak to these kind of people who in here are the best people to speak to marketing is the host the maitre d the person who introduces you to everybody else Marketing isn't the person who goes around and says, you need to buy from this person, you need to buy that or, or this product or service. Marketing is the introducer. And until you are introduced in the right way to the right people at the right time, you don't get the business. Because there's, there's a lot of decisions that need to be made between people meeting you, you know, the no like, and trust thing. So the decision between people meeting you to the point where they're like, where have you been all my life? I've needed you for the last five, six years, you know, and most people see marketing as a chore. They don't realise that actually it, it is quite fun when you learn how to do it in a way that will um, attract the people that you want to attract. I think most people get caught up with the how um, and there's two different elements to marketing as well. There's the technical side of marketing and the soft skills. People don't realise that there's two different two different um, points of it. The technical stuff is the how-to. How does Facebook work? How do I go live? How do I uh, create an advert or boost a post? You know, Facebook isn't just the only place. You can do that on Instagram um, and wherever else. But the soft skill 
is how do I speak to somebody? How do I write a post or create a video that inspires people to go, oh my God, I've been looking for this forever, you know? So the customer journey element of it is, it's about plotting the route and anticipating the next step of your clients. Most people don't want to anticipate because they just go for the sale. So when you go for the sale, because you've gone too quickly in for the sale, people pull back because they're not ready for it. You haven't given them all the different things like FAQs. You haven't um, serviced the objections that they they may have. They may be comparing you to somebody else and don't realise the difference between you. So there's kind of like a dance between somebody finding you and then actually turning it into a sale. Most people go to for the sale, which actually scares people off, you know. So marketing's job is just to get you awareness. That is it. And most people, I actually had a conversation the other day where somebody said, can you just tell me what marketing's ROI is? <laughs> because you talk about it in a different way. And there's lots of other people who talk about marketing in a very different way to, I, to how I do. So I said, well, your marketing ROI is essentially you are right now, you are rich beyond your wildest dreams. Here's a scenario. You're on LinkedIn and you've got 20 people emoji liking um, your post. You've got people commenting. You've got people sharing whichever platform. You've got people liking. You've got people tagging people in, into your stuff. That is marketing ROI. But most people think ROI is just the pounds or the dollars or the yen or whatever it is. Yeah. Marketing's ROI isn't just it doesn't come in the monetary value. It comes in forms of website hits, likes and comments, um, direct messages, people replying to things. And it's about you starting the conversation. But here's the thing is that the people out there, they want the sale. However, they're not willing to start the conversation and they're not willing to ask for the sale because they're too nervous or scared or terrified of rejection or somebody saying no. So there's actually quite a lot in marketing. It's not just a doing thing. You've got to think about it. You've got to contemplate it. It's got to what I call percolate. You create an idea and say, OK, well, how am I going to put this out to the right people at the right time in the words in which they need to read it? So they go, where has this been? So how I how I help people market now is I'm helping you create what your clients need to see so that they come towards you instead of you having to go towards them does that make sense yeah absolutely um uh, there's there's so much that you're giving here this is just phenomenal stuff what i'm keen to be able to talk about a little further if i may because i i'm not necessarily wanting to dance around and, and, and go back into the backstory so much but one I know how important the customer-centric journey is, and you've just explained it there with regards to it's not about us putting out a message and trying to almost almost convince people to be able to come and work with us. It's more about being able to have the right language at the right time, at the right tone, um, in the right manner, in order that it attracts the right people to come to us. And, and having a customer-centric appearance, uh, you know, a customer-centric viewpoint, as it like, to, to marketing. But you've mentioned the word maitre d', um, and I like the idea that marketing is almost like the aperitif before the main course, yes. that it's creating that that tantalizing sweet taste in the mouth. But you've also got some experience in this as well um, yes. with, with regards to maitre d's and aperitifs. So let's just put the two together and understand as to exactly how Amanda became a marketing architect as opposed to a marketeer. Well, my dad was a maitre d', head maitre d' of um, one of the top dining rooms and hotels on the island of Bermuda. Bermuda was where I was born um, and that was the life I was born into. So I, I, you know, grew up in the hotel when he was working and Christmas days and all of this kind of stuff. Um, but he ran six, six different dining rooms um, and the dining rooms that he ran were, were for the average person like you and I, but also for the very famous, very rich and very famous like Tom Cruise, Spike Lee, um, yeah, just, I, I can't name, there's so many people I could name, um, but I, yeah, I'm just losing the names right now. Um, Michael Douglas, uh, wow. just, there's, there's lots of people. So that was the life that I was brought into. And watching my dad 
and how he spoke to people, how he talked to people, the tone of voice that he used when he touched them in terms of on the shoulder, on the elbow to guide them towards their table or to pass them over to um, a captain. Because Bermuda's, uh, Bermuda's hotel, the way that they're ran is very different to, to the UK. Um, so it was always about the experience of the customer. The customer has to be um, treated very well because of the type of hotel. This is a five star plus hotel. Um, and the people that, that you're, you're seating are very important people, um, not only to themselves, but to the rest of the world. Um, and they need to have the best experience because they will, they will um, of course, tell people if they're not. So I, I was brought up in a time where customer service wasn't like an afterthought. It, it wasn't, um, oh, let me deal with your complaints. Customer service was before um, making sure that your customers treated well, that they're treated with respect you know, not that they have to, you know, earn you earn your respect and that at any point during their experience with you and the hotel that they're in and the restaurant and anybody else who's who's on the team, that they have the best service given to them. I remember you telling me this story once with regards to how many seconds it should take between a plate of food being served at the table and then someone coming back to ask, is everything okay? Did you want anything else? Mm. And how people... I mean, it's, it's down to the second of understanding as to how long it should sit with them before we come back to it. And it's that level of detail and intricacy that you've brought with you. And like you say, with some international experience, having lived and brought up in Bermuda and then come back to the UK, is to be able to look at marketing, like you say, from perhaps a, a completely unique um, opportunity and viewpoint compared to all the other people that are, are self-taught internet wannabes. Yes and no. I think, you know, I I have had that experience in my life where I've I've had customer service at very, very high level. Um, most have never experienced what I've experienced. Um, and that's not to, you know, to impress and show off. It, it's just the way it is. Uh, but what the reason why I run my company is because I believe that customer service is something that every single business owner should live and breathe within their business people aren't numbers they aren't shouldn't be treated like cattle or herds of you know cash cows and all of this other terminology that they used are people are people and when you treat your people completely differently to how everybody else treats them number one they will remember you number two they will recommend you number three they will keep coming back you know um, and I think that it's as a business owner myself it's my job to make sure that every customer that comes through my door, never mind my customer's door, are having the best experience possible so that they are always remembered. And that's what my customers come to me for now. That It's not about, oh, can you market me on Facebook? If you want me to do your social media, I'm not the best person. If you want strategy to create an experience and to create the customer journey to get the people to the end of, end of the track, which is to pay for you to do something or buy something from you, that's my role. That's what I do for people now. Brilliant, brilliant. Now, again, just to be able to take this in a different direction, if we may, for a few minutes, um, we talk um, throughout Adazero with regards to this this triple M approach to marketing, as to how to be able to make sure that you understand the market and the message to be able to use, and and then to put the media behind it to understand how to get the message to the right market. You've gone a stage further, and I understand that you teach five M's as opposed to three. Six. Six M's. Good grief. I've missed one already. Yeah. Um, so I know of three. Um, I wonder if they're the first three or the last three or somewhere between the two. Maybe you just give us a, a, a brief interlude with regards to... I'm not asking you to give away all of the secret ingredients yeah. here, but, but just give us a, a brief interlude with regards to the ones that I'm missing. Uh, well, I don't mind giving you, giving you all the secrets because the thing is, is that it doesn't matter if I tell you what they are. It's whether you go actually go and use them. Yeah, Amen to that. Um, so the first one, I believe, as a business owner, um, not necessarily as a marketing manager, however, we need to, they need to think it in this way, is money. Um, and money is what decides how much we make. Our relationship to money decides how much we make. 
if well, we... this is really interesting because we've just turned around and said marketing is all about being able to create the influence. And in actual fact, we hand over the sales to be able to make the money. Yeah. And yet the first thing that we're now talking about is money. Yes. Yeah, so and we're talking about money because your relationship as a business owner to money, whether you think it's fantastic, whether you think it's evil, whether you think um, you have to work really hard for it, all of those different things. We all have beliefs and experiences around money that has stuck with us all our life um, and the problem is when we have those experiences and beliefs whatever they are they will always be true for us whatever they are now everybody has different different ones my point is is that if money and the relationship that we have to it decides how much we make in the future it means that it's the first thing that we need to look at so if we don't look at money and the relationship that we have to money and that you deserve it, you're worth it, you value it, you're, um, it's not just, you know, for the capitalism and all of this kind of stuff. Money to me is energy and it's also an opportunity. So there are many people out there that will say that they aren't driven by money. I am one of those people. However, money gives me the opportunity to do better things with it. So, for example, one of the things that I'm going to do this year, 2021, is I would like to plant trees for every single client that we work for. I want to um, build, a, you know, build a forest to help the earth because that's something that I believe in. To do that, I need the money to pay for the trees and get the best trees put in the right places. Sure. Yeah. So number one's M. Number, the first M is is money and our relationship yeah, to it. And our relationship to it. The second M is the market. It's all—it's always going to be about the people. And if you've ever worked with me, I always go back to the people. You've got to dig deep. But there's four levels of people. Um, I don't know whether we've got time to go into that. Uh, yeah, let's let, let's quickly dive into okay. the fall of. It might be that we don't get to the end of the six M's, but nevertheless, that's a that's a great opportunity to be able to have you back. But for now, let's let, let's look at the second M because you've now said that there's there's four levels of people. There's four levels of people, and what most people do is that they get stuck on the first M. <laughs> it's all about the uh, sorry the yeah the first level of the market, um, and the first level is demographic. Demographic is. How old are they? What gender are they? Where do they live? How many children do they have? Do they drive a car? What kind of house do they live in? That kind of thing. Demographic is the very basics, basic groupings of people. Yeah. Wow. Now, if now if all of that information is at the first tier, my God, what's in tier two? Tier two is geolocation or geographics. Geographics is how far would they travel to you? How far would you travel to them? Do they go online or do they drive? Do they walk? Do they get a uh, ride a bike? Um, geolocation is where where are they in the world? Are do they, they shop culture? local and yes. do they enjoy national? Would they drive to Oxford for lunch or do they want to nip around the corner type stuff? Yes. Okay. So it's it's about travel and where they are in the world. Okay. So that's level two. The third level is where it starts getting really really cool the third level is psychographics and psychographics is what makes them tick what makes them become a vegan versus vegetarian what makes them um, vote for a particular party uh, in in politics what makes them do um, specific things in terms of the words that they use why are they why do they prefer art to music does that make sense? Rock so, to ballet and yeah. that type of thing. So it's it's how what makes them tick. It's the personality side of stuff. Okay. So that's level three. And the fourth level is heuristics. Who? Heuristics. Heuristics. Yes. Okay. So heuristics is how people make a decision. So there are people out there that have to go, they, they see something and want it, and then they have to go to their spouse and go, I've seen this thing, and it's they're not asking for permission but for them to make a decision, they have to speak it out loud to somebody else to see what they think and, you know, what kind of information they're going to give back, that kind of thing. There's other people that may ask for permission. There are other people that will go and ask five of their best friends, what do you think about this and how have you used it? And there are some people that just make the decision because that's what they that's how they make the decision. And when you tie all four of those things in together, the level of audience understanding is completely different which means the content that you create is at a different level this is what makes them come towards you instead of you having to go towards them wow okay okay 
And that's just the second then. Yeah. The third one, am I right in thinking it's all about the message? Yes. So, And that's about being able to understand those four tiers that we've just talked about yeah. and being able to make sure that our message is almost touching the right touch points at the right times with regards to who they are and where they are and their buying decision and whether they like rock music or, or the ballet yeah. um, and whether they need times to give it consideration and to, to ponder on it or as to whether it's a... It's a, it's a hard, fast deadline that they've got to make a decision in the next 10 minutes or so. Yeah. And timing, I just need to say this as well. Timing isn't based on the time of day that you put a post out. Timing is the time of their life. So is this is this thing that you're selling, product, service, is this crucial to them right now? And if it is crucial to them right now, why is it crucial? How does it fit in with their life and how does it fit in with their decision making and everything else that goes on for them to know that you're the right person? This is almost tying into those Google micro moments that they talk about, isn't yes, it? Yes, to a point, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think we want to get into that right now. <laughs> we'll, do, we'll do that at some other yeah. stage, shall we? So let's come back and talk about it. We've done a message. Um, am I right in thinking that the, the, the fourth one is, is perhaps media and how to put the two together, or have we missed something? It is. The fourth one is media. However, more recently... Um, I've been looking at changing this with the, the fifth one. They're, inter they're interchangeable. Okay. okay. Uh, so it's either media, which is you need to choose the media based on your audience and how they feel and think and work and tick. Um, but before we actually get to media, we have to work on our mindset. And this is back with the business owner or back with the marketing manager. And what I mean by this is that there are many people that stop themselves from putting themselves out there, from going live, from writing posts, blog posts and whatever, um, and putting themselves out there because they're not comfortable in being seen as themselves. They believe that they have to be somebody else. Um, and this sounds a little bit odd, but our mind stops us from doing so much. It stops, oh, I won't go live, I'll just write a post instead. Or I won't do that blog because it might come across a little bit too much for some people and it might turn them off. But in actual fact, that's what we need to do. We need to put our message, our opinion, our insight and philosophy and experience and perspective so that the right people, the perfect people come over to you and say, that's interesting that you say that because that's what I believe too. And because we don't put ourselves out there for fear of criticism judgments being called out you know who do you think you are and all of that comparison monster imposter syndrome you name it all of that craziness comes in and stops most people because they just don't know how to deal with that well is this is this also down to you know whether you're attracting customers or clients or or, or consumers that are like you and therefore, it's easier for you to be able to communicate your message and feel that it's congruent with your audience, as opposed to the person that, I don't know, the, the, the person that doesn't smoke, that still runs a vape shop um, and happens to be able to sell all this stuff to somebody else because they see the commercial value in it without participating and therefore can't be at one with them. So is there this, is there almost this fear of, of trying to say the wrong thing when we've done all of this four levels of understanding our customer base and how to be able to communicate a marketing, an effective marketing message to them, if in actual fact that isn't congruent with who we are. Yes. Um, and, and here's the thing is that when we do those things that aren't congruent with who we are, we don't get the sale because we don't ask for it. We don't feel confident in putting ourselves out there in, in any particular way. We end up trying to blend in with everybody else so we don't stand out and we're not seen for what we truly give and how we can make a difference because we're compared to everybody else. So it, it's like a chicken and egg. We all want to stand out and be seen for, for different and, and what we can bring to the world and the people, yet we're terrified of doing that in case somebody <laughs> calls us out. Sure, sure. You know, So between four and five, it's interchangeable dependent on the, the business owner of how confident they are and, and you know, this isn't about being arrogant and just doing it anyway. This is about being confident and knowing that your products or services have value. You know what they are. There are many people out there that have a business that don't care about the level of standard of what they're putting out. They don't care because it's all about the cash. And when you get to that point, 
you end up stop you you end up making less money because this thing isn't congruent not only and it's with harder you, and harder to do so yeah but it's not congruent not only with you but to the people that you're trying to sell it to you know that anybody who wants it doesn't work well that's really interesting because i mean i've, I've got this this real thing at the moment i don't know if it's a fad or something but uh, are you familiar you're far too young to remember but um, you, you might have seen it on a film somewhere or other but um, what's called jacob's cradle um, it's a little executive toy that's usually on the banker's desk with a, a set of balls suspended off some strings mm-hmm. and one bounces into the other and it's, yes. it continues. Lovely little toy. One day I will get one. Um, but but isn't it just about being able to say that, you know, while ever you're incongruent with the message that you're putting out there, the balls aren't aligned and it's just battling against each other that it's not actually working at all. And you're trying harder and harder and harder and getting less and less and less response back. Yes. And it's only when you start to... And there's almost been a change of tide, perhaps over the last three or four years, really, with regards to this need of more authenticity, of more transparency, of, of this yin and yang working in, collect, in conjunction with each other yeah. as opposed to fighting against each other. Yeah, and I think that... You're right, over the last couple of years, more and more people want to be their, their authentic selves. Um, and they are now putting their heads above the parapet and saying, you know, this is me, like it or lump it, this is me. And if you don't like it, then that's fine. But you have to do a lot of work to get there. Mentally, you have to do a lot of work. So not only the work on the, on your money mindset and what you think about money and how how it you know manifests in your life, but all the way through to the other M's and to your mindset in general. Sure. You know, sure. Because if you don't, if you don't become more comfortable in your own skin, then you will never reach the heights that you want to reach. And, and that's the difference between, you know, the average business owner and somebody like Steve Jobs. He didn't care what other people thought about him. He had a vision of what he wanted to do and he went and did it Amen. with people who, who believed in him and the product and the service that he was trying to... And the deliver. message that he portrays yeah. to the world. Everybody sure. else he blocked out. He did not bother. And he's attracted, you know, Apple's one of the largest companies in the world right now. Um, and they've attracted all of the people that believe in what he believed in. Sure. And that's what it's about. That's what marketing's about. It's not about trying to kind of download all of these blueprints and kind of, you know, fit retrofit it into your business it, nine times out of ten it won't work and the reason why it won't work is because their values are different their outlook is different their confidence is different their money mindset is different they've worked on so many different things uh, over you they've read all these books they've been on courses and it's not that, that it wouldn't work for you it's that you're not comfortable in doing the whole thing does that make sense massive if you so, don't yes. go all in like and i mean all in you're never going to get what they get because they have a different level of confidence. And we're all in, you know, we're, we're all at different levels. And what I mean by that isn't hierarchical. You're not, you're not, nobody's better than anybody, but we've all done different levels of work on our mindsets on books that we've read, the, the courses that we've been on. We all have different values and standards in life. You know, many people have said to me during, you know, my life, your standards are so high. You need to knock them down a peg or two. You know, and in the past, I've believed that and I've done that. Wow. And now I don't. Good. This is me, Good. you know, and if you like it, great. If you don't, that's okay. Sure, sure. And it's interesting because, you know, at the time where we're at right now, what with regards to what, with COVID, fingers crossed, the worst of it now behind us with this vaccine um, on the horizon and 2021 being the promise um, of something new and exciting. Um, everyone's now looking forward to, you know, what 2021 will bring. And yet no one's probably really given, I say no one, few people seems to have given real considerations to the transformation that has happened over the last nine months with regards to how everyone is now competing online. Because beforehand it was, well, I'm not so keen on going live, but I'm more than happy to go and meet somebody for a coffee. And, and coffee shops have been closed for the last six, seven, eight months because of lockdown, that everyone's now suddenly evolved this newfound confidence and we're now competing on the same platform as almost everybody else in the world, that unless you find your voice and your message and your people and your tribe and, and, and your voice, uh, and that's congruent with who you are and what you are, then regardless of what you've done prior to COVID, 
the chances are that unless you step up next year, mm -hmm. you're likely to be getting drowned out by everybody else that's competing for your time and your attention. Yeah, you know, previous to this year, um, I've been online, I've been using Zoom for the last six years. There are many people who have not used Zoom. They didn't even know what Zoom was when it came to this year. So I was kind of lucky that I'd, uh, you know, uh, uh, built my business in a way in which I was always online. Um, because that's, you know, I prefer to be online. I'm Face to face uh, is okay for me, but actually for other people, it's, it's more suitable. Um, but because of what's happened this year, more and more people have come online. You know, Zoom nearly broke because there was, there was lots of people who were on it. Next year, we don't know where we are. Sure. What does that mean? That means that more and more people are going to be going online. They want to build courses and memberships and all of this kind of stuff, which actually I'm thinking hmm, that they're not the thing anymore. Sure. Um, there's something else that's the thing, like challenges and TikTok and whatever else. You know, there's the reels and the quick video, um, the quick content. The thing is, is that it's not about technology. It never has been. It's not about um, which platform you're on and whether you should be more on TikTok, TikTok even over Instagram. It's about psychology. That's what marketing is about. It's about Ooh. psychology and understanding at what point does my client need or prospect need to see this message. And there are, there are many times where I put uh, messages out, um, posts or whatever on Instagram and um, Facebook and LinkedIn and I put these messages out and I get private messages back. So I don't get lots of emojis or lots of comments on some things I do. But the, the things that I really kind of punch home, people private message me and go, I needed to hear that today. Thank you for being uh, somebody this week called me beautifully blunt um, <laughs> and said, you know, you're saying everything that I, I know and I need to hear, but nobody else is willing to say it. And I think that if you can find your voice, like you say, and just be yourself, which is the hardest thing that any of us can be, because we're terrified of what other people think and how they would, what they would say based on what we're doing. We're terrified of it, yet we want to stand out. It's kind of like the chaotic vibration I talk about. Um, you know, the original film Dr. Doolittle had... Uh, a push me pull you it was a llama that was oh yes a llama that was connected yeah. in the middle so the push me pull you one of them wants to go this way while the other one wants to go the other way and the push me pull you was always in conflict and what happened it never went anywhere it kind of went round in circles and that's what most people do they say i want money but it's evil or i want to grow a massive business but i don't want to put myself out there or i want this but that happens and when you have that chaotic vibration, you're just going to stay in the same place, which is why it's important that you have a look at the money situation. You have a look at who your people are about speaking your truth, the right message. And what I mean by the right message is what's right for you, not right for everybody else. It's what's right for you, because this is your business. Sure. Yeah. But it's also about what's right for you and your tribe, as opposed to what's I'm, I'm not just putting a message out there for the sake of it. I'm yeah. putting it out there with due consideration and these, these four levels of, uh, of market mm. to be able to understand what's the right things to say to the right people at the right time in the right manner and the right tone and context in order to be able to have the right impact that slowly builds the no like and trust or no love and trust relationship with them mm. that they subsequently comes to you and say, you've been in my head for the last six months. I can't wait to work with you as opposed to having to push them into a sales scenario where it's buy today or lose it forever type scenario. It's about, I think, people are just quick for the cash. I just want the money in the bank. And I get it. You know, I've been there. Um, and many of my clients have been in places where they've either been bankrupt or they're heading that way um, because their relationship to money isn't great. You know, this is why the money thing is, is really important. But the other... Um, thing that I wanted to say was when we're in that space of wanting the cash it just moves further away from us when we're in the energy of you know if somebody wants to work with me then fantastic if they don't then that's okay you know it will come and the right people will come and, th and I think that's why I market in a different way 
I, I'm not about the cash. Don't get me wrong. I want, I would like to have a certain amount of money in my bank account, but to do, to get that amount of money, I want to do it properly. I don't want to cut corners. Um, I have very high standards, not only of myself, but of what I want to put out to the world. And that takes time. And when it takes time, it's a little bit slower. But the quality of client that I get, not only is very high, they pay more money for it and they stay for a lot longer. When you're going after the cash, it's just quick turnaround, quick turnaround. You get a poor quality client who complains about everything, <laughs> um, wants the earth and just annoys you to death. And in the end, you think, what? why am I in this? You know, so... Let me just tell you about the sixth M. So you've got the four and five, okay? Of course, we've, we've missed one. Yes. We haven't even got to the end yet. No. So Guys, uh, I hope you've turned your page and you've got a fresh, fresh page for this. Sorry, Amanda. The sixth and final M. The sixth and final M only comes after you've done the five. Okay. Okay. It's momentum. Oh, it's just... just... Once you've got it right... Once you've got it right... Keep doing it. You keep doing it and you, you, you are... You're working on your money mindset. You are in front of the right people. You've got the perfect message that they need to hear on a regular basis. You're in the right places where they are and your mindset is good. You are happy to go live. You are happy to create content. You are happy to put yourself out there. And what I mean by that is not being vulnerable. You know, I'm not talking about crying and telling everybody your whole story. That's not necessarily being vulnerable. Being vulnerable is saying this is what's happening to me and this is what I'm doing about it. You know, it's, it's, it's being personable and being real with people. That's, that's what I'm talking about. But only when you've done all of that kind of stuff, you start getting the momentum and the momentum is the energy that builds up and that you keep building because you are in front of the right people in the right places, saying the right things, all of that kind of stuff. And you become more confident, which means your business then grows. So the momentum is all about being able to continue to do it and it creates the magnific 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 magnification. Magnification. That's the word I was looking for. I knew it was there somewhere. The magnification yeah. of the impact it has. Yes. Now I'm just going to quickly close on, on on one thing if I may Amanda. I'm sure everyone will agree that you've got we've got loads and loads from today's special guest appearance uh, for our marketing section. But th th there's there's two quick things here. First of all there might be some people listening to this thinking, well, well, that's okay if I'm a small business owner, a micro business owner. It's all about me and, and, and putting myself out there. But perhaps for, for bigger businesses where there's there's team or several teams or across two or three different sites and the such, they might think of this and think, well, well, that isn't quite so relevant to us because we're a business as opposed to a, a person who's running a business. Uh, I, 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 what would you say to that type of response? Um, I, yeah, I understand that they might think that this is more for the smaller organisation, but in actual fact, the brand needs to have a personality. The brand needs to have a money mindset. The brand needs to have a better mindset and understand who its people are as well. Um, there's a question that I ask my clients quite regularly uh, when they first start working with me. And the question is, if your brand was famous, who would it be and why? Ooh. If your brand was famous, not you as a as the business owner, but your company. You know, and, the, and another question is, what kind of music would your company be dancing to? <laughs> you know, and when you kind of think about, oh, wow, I really have to put a personality on this this object. Um, you know, a company. I don't understand. Most people go, I have no clue. And the reason is, is because it's connected to them so deeply. But when you are a bigger brand and I work with some very large organizations, I have two different types of people I work with. I work with a small solopreneur um, and who may have up to five, ten people on their team to very large brands in the UK um, and the US. So. The interesting thing is, is that they both need exactly the same thing, but in different amounts. Sure. They still need to not understand who their people are. They still need to have their message. They still need to have media. They still need to have mindset, whether it's the business owner or the marketing manager who isn't too sure about going live or who's going to do that, you know. Um, so it is for the larger organisations because they do need to have the personality. I love that, that you said, you know, if, if your brand was famous, who would it be and why? 
Uh, and what song would it be dancing to? I just love that. That's phenomenal. There's there's one last quick thing, Amanda. We, we are running out of time, and I'm most grateful for the fact that you've been able to share some with us. Um, I will close by asking people as to, or asking you to share as to how people will find you after this, if you want them to be able to have a conversation with you um, about you and what it is that you do. So, so that's coming before we finish. But just before the end, um, you, you've used this term chaotic vibration. And then you've talked about, you know, being authentic and self and this and the other. Um, I, I've been really enamoured by having seen that after 14, 15 years, I think you said that the business had been running, that, that you've just launched a product. Um, I've, I've just watched the launch on, on LinkedIn. I was, I was one of the first hundred to have been able to buy into this. Um, can you just briefly tell us a little bit about how a, a, a marketing architect who spent 20 odd years in service has now almost gone full circle and turned into and created a marketing product? Well, um, I had this idea eight years ago, but I'm going to be honest, eight years ago, my mindset wasn't there. You know, my mindset wasn't, I can do this. It was like, who am I? Who do, you, who do I think I am? You know, and all of that kind of thing. And I've over the years, I've worked on my mindset and it's it's been a hard struggle, but worth doing because my I'm in a different place. Um, cut to, to 2020, you know, the year of nobody's going anywhere. Mayhem. <laughs> mayhem. Yeah, complete mayhem. And what I noticed was in the first couple of weeks, we lost uh, quite, a, quite a bit of business. And what I mean by lost is people were postponing. They were saying they were cancelling the meetings because they, they needed, they didn't really know what was happening. They wanted to save their money. And, it, you know, we understood. And what I realised was right now people are really stuck. They do not know what to do. They do. They're pulling back from marketing. Marketing and training are the first two things that leave a company. They think, oh, we don't need that. We can do either do it ourselves in house, or we can do it smaller. Get rid. Um, and what I was realizing was, so many people were stuck, and they just didn't know what to do. And I thought, I reckon it's time for this idea. So the idea was to create a card deck, um, and I call it the marketing oracle. And the Marketing Oracle is a deck of 53 cards that are beautifully crafted, I will say. Um, and I've worked with a girl that I used to go to college with. Um, I've known her since I was 17. Um, we've stayed friends. Her name is also Amanda. And she designed the card artwork. And I've created 53 cards based on um, five of the M's. One of the M's isn't talked about in there. Um, so you've got four different suits. You've got Earth, which is about your market. Fire, which is about your message. Wind, which is about your media to blow your message across the channels. And um, Mindset, which is water. Sorry, I had to remember. Um, and then there is a wild card, which is energy, which is momentum. And essentially what you do is you shuffle the deck on a day when you think, I have no clue what I need to do today. Um, or I just need some ideas or inspiration. You shuffle the deck, choose a card or cards and you go with them. So on the cards, they have a quote um, that can be inspirational or it can give you a bit of a kick and say you need to get on and do this. But the card deck also come with a 70 page workbook. Wow. Um, and it's only a mini book. OK. But the 70 page book gives you more information on that card. So if you read the card and think, I'm not sure what this is meant to be. You can go in to find the page and it will give you more on what you need to do. Wow. There are also 12 cards within that deck that have extra um, secret uh, exercises and downloads. Um, so they've literally only been launched three days ago. Congratulations. Yeah, so um, emails have gone out for people to buy them. Um, and they are currently being received very well. So it's very exciting. It's very new, obviously, because it's a product and I'm used to service. Um, so that's been a, a learning curve into, you know, um, building my own e-commerce website and getting all of that kind of thing uh, out there. But I've already tested it online with a couple of people and they were kind of blown away. They didn't really expect, know what to expect. But when I showed them the card that they picked and they were like oh wow that really resonates because of this this and this so where's the book can i get it online and i'm like well no you've got to buy the deck to 
have the book inside. So, nice, yeah. nice. So that's it. Congratulations, well done. Thank you. Um, Amanda, we've we've run out of time for this podcast, and I'm most grateful of the fact that you've been able to come and share just so many different pearls of wisdom that you've that you've given um, to our listeners today. If people uh, uh, and trust me, if if they don't, then I, I'm bemused by it. But if people wants to be able to find you and find out more about these cards or or, or, or who you are as a person as the other, where would we point people to be able to find you um, beyond this podcast, please? Um, just visit my website. If you go to Cougar, spelled K-O-O-G-A-R.co.uk. If you spell it a different way, you might get something else. <laughs> um, so, yeah. so it's K-O-O-G-A-R.co.uk. Yes. Cougar.co.uk. Okay. Um, and that's it. If you go there, you'll be able to see that you can have a look at the Oracle. If you want to go to um, have a look at the deck itself, go to themarketingoracle.co.uk and you can purchase your own deck if you would like. Um, yeah, and there's some other bits and pieces there for you too. So, um, yeah, thanks for, thanks very much for having me. My pleasure. It's been an absolute storm. Thank you so much for being able to share those pearls of wisdom. I've not got to, now got to go back and completely rewrite a whole section of uh, Add a Zero based on the three M's that I clearly missed prior to this interview. Amanda, thank you so much again for your time and support. And I look forward to being able to share some more with you, perhaps if you'd like to come back sometime later in the year and we can talk more about marketing and, and it being psychology and not technology. Yeah. So one thing that I would like to leave you, everybody with, if that's okay, sure. is my philosophy is to forget marketing and think alignment. It's about pulling everything in the right order and in the right place so it just flows. Ooh. And on that note, um, I need to go and flow. Uh, so without further ado, Amanda, thank you very much for your time and your support today. Uh, we'll, be, we'll be back in touch and just let me know as to how well this product launch has gone. Um, very much look forward to being able to support you in that as we continue. Thanks very much. Thank you. That's all for this episode. As always, we really thank you for listening and welcome your comments, thoughts, and suggestions. So please do drop us a line by emailing podcast at mytruenorth.biz. And don't forget, if you haven't already done so, hit the subscribe button on whichever platform you're listening to this through. And tell your colleagues and business network all about who we are. You've been listening to the Add a Zero podcast presented by Jay Allen. Brought to you in association with My True North, the UK's leading ethical coaching company.